Man, oh man, good morning. I attempted to do this last night, technically this morning too, but your boy got off work super duper late and had no energy in the tank at all. I'm talking about gashed out. I'm talking about towed back. I'm talking about so tired I was turd, man. It was just rough for me, man. I look, rock with me, rock with me. So this is not going to be a long one. But it's going to be a good one. Welcome in to A Win is a Win. I'm your host, Big T. We broadcasting live like we always do, having a great time on a beautiful day. I don't really got many topics today because not a lot went on. I'm lying. So much, so much stuff happened. So much stuff to where at one point I didn't even know where to start. I didn't even know how I was going to do this because I was thinking to myself, like, okay, a few things have gone on. I need some more stories. We had talked about the Adam Levine stuff last episode, and I'm going to stand by what I said with Adam Levine very much in the process of he was wrong, but so was she. There was no manipulation. She knew he was married. Don't play the game if you don't want the outcome. Everybody know how the game work. A married man is not going to leave his wife and kids for no little young booty. I will say, though, his flirt game is lame. It really is. Like, her flirt game was weak, too. And it made me feel good because it was corny. So it let me know if I could just keep being my little special old self, maybe I could drop a couple of corny lines and some girls might like them. You never know. Just saying. But anyway, anyway, um, I got a couple of things for you today. I got one serious, rest not serious. So I want to give everything the attention I feel it deserves. So let's go ahead and start with something that I never thought would happen in my lifetime. I'm 38 years old. I never thought I would see today. When I'd watch a man fumble the bag, and I ain't talking about financial bag, bruh had me alone. Ime Udoka got suspended for the entire season from the Boston Celtics. He didn't violate like the league's policy, but he violated some company guidelines. Basically, in case of point, what happened was. If you're not on Twitter like I'm on Twitter, because I be on Twitter from time to time, because it's probably my favorite social platform of all of them. Adrian Wojnarowski, Woj. We be dogging Woj on on Twitter, because Woj, because Shams, it was another uh, NBA insider. Shams be getting the info before Woj do most times. So we be like, Shams be on it. Woj was that dude. Shams is now that guy. So what Woj does is Woj hops on Twitter, drops this bomb about E-May facing suspension, jobs not in jeopardy, um, more for to come. And just he drops that bomb, did the little uh, screenshot thing with his face on it, told us nothing else. Just dropped that and walked away. Left us to our own devices to figure out what we thought he did. Because, you know, usually when it's a derogatory slur or it's like a, some, a, a physical altercation, 
they tell us right away, you know, this is what happened. And all he said was, the league's not looking into it. It's a team issue. I'll holler at y'all later. So Woj really hit us with a Woj bomb. That felt like he carpet bombed us disrespectfully because he knew he could drop that at like 9 p.m. West Coast. And there's nothing we can do on the West. He knew, he knew everybody was going to be stuck until we found out. And then Shams came through because Shams is the homie and told us what went down to a point. So now what we know is he had an improper relationship, consensual with uh, staff, with, with female staff members in the organization. Now, Boston has a rule against that saying that if you work in the organization, you can't date in the organization. So I get all that. I understand the reason for the rule is, is to protect the employees from feeling like, you know, bullied or feeling uh, forced or coerced into anything. It's to protect the organization for if the relationship was going fine and then dude found somebody new or old girl found somebody new and then people want to start selling information and selling business. It's a way to protect the organization from any of those mishaps coming about. But at the same time, I know people are going to say, but you meet your, most people meet their their spouse or a significant other at some point through work. And you're very, very, very true. But I'm just of the mindset, you know, it's very rare do I go against the logic, but you, you, shouldn't, you shouldn't crap where you eat. You know what I'm saying? You don't cook your meals in the toilet. You shouldn't crap where you eat. You should keep things separate. It's really better for you, better for them, because most workplace relationships do not work out, and they do not end well. So for everyone to be involved and everyone to be good, let's just not even try it. I say all of that. I gave you all of the workplace spiel. I give you why you shouldn't do it, what it is, and all of that to say this. This nigga cheated on Nia Long. Bruh. Nia Long. Do you realize? Again, I am 38 years old. It is a blessing to say I'm 38. I'm happy to say I'm 38. But damn it. Look, what we not going to do is sit here and pretend like Nia Long ain't been fine my entire life. Okay? Bump her entire life. She been fine my entire life. Dude, look. I get you was in the league. I'm going to say some things right now that have been said by other people. I was on Twitter uh, with my people from Discussion Gangsters. They got a podcast. You should check them out. They really good. We were going back and forth about this because I will tell you this. How you going to mess over Nia Long? I don't care what you tell me. Well, you don't understand the relationship. You right. I don't. But what I do understand is Nia Long is fine. What I do understand is Nia Long gave you a baby. What I do understand is Nia Long moved from San Antonio with your behind to Boston. Nia Long came to by far the most racist state for black people. I mean, well, racist city in Boston. She came there for you. And when she came there for you, she was there with you so you could coach. 
This was your dream. She helping you follow your dream. And she just sitting there in her little Celtic shirt, just looking all gorgeous, looking all heaven sent. And, you know, this she glowing in Massachusetts. Come on, man. And you got the nerve to disrespect the, the, the unmitigated gall to come out here and be messing around on Nia Long. My question is, is Nia Long okay? We got to check on Nia because she... She don't deserve this. She's been fine my whole life. I got mad at Will and the Fresh Prince when he didn't marry her because he had to back on out. I got to hide with him. Nigga, that's Nia Long. That's Nia Long. We don't play that game with Nia. Nia, fine. No. So, yes, what Eme did was dumb. And now he's suspended for the whole season. And the cold part about that is if his replacement while he out this year ball out with the squad, they can reassess his job really quickly and he can be out near long and employment in two years. Bro, what kind of game is that? That's called hustling backwards. You don't want to hustle backwards. But that's what we're looking at now because if his replacement comes in and this team holds serve or plays better and there's no drama, he could lose Nia Long and his job in a couple of years. I'm just saying, fam, you're hustling backwards. You had to win. I don't know. I don't know what the dynamic was, but I just know you had Nia Long and you blew the game. That's all I'm saying. And I know all this is of no consequence because you got to go home and deal with that situation. Y'all got a kid. You got stuff, and now you've put yourself out there. It's only going to get worse information-wise because they going to get all the information. So I'm just going to keep it a stack with you. Let this be a lesson to all of my people out there. Be careful. It ain't worth it. If you got to find one on your arm, if your woman is your knee along, I don't really know how to equate other women, because culturally for black men, Nia Long is that girl. I've watched terrible movies because Nia Long was in them. I'm not going to hold you. I've seen some. She did a Netflix movie that was terrible. But because Nia Long was in it, I watched that joint. So I'm just telling you, I don't know what the white folk equivalent might be because I can't say Marco Robbie because she ain't been around long enough. Um, I don't know who the white folk equivalent would be. Might be a Charlize Theron, maybe. I don't know. I don't know the. I don't know the. I don't know the equivalency. You know what I'm saying? I don't know the cross. I don't know. I forgot what it's called, but I don't know the equivalency. But I'm just saying. If you got you a knee along at the crib, you got you that. If she fine, everyone knows she fine, and she's willing to move to Boston for you? Make it work. Make it work. Fix it. Fix it now. Because if you don't, and you blow that, and you fumble that, I know we talked about the difference in a fumble and a punt. No, nigga, that's a fumble. That's a fumble. That's a fumble. That's a fumble. And... It's a fumble. It just is. No way around it, man.
No way around it. It's crazy. I just never thought I'd see the day when a dude would mess up with Nia Long. I I just thought there were just some women you just made it work for. And you just you're like, no, nah, she fine, bro. We gonna, we gonna be all right. We gonna figure this thing out. It's gonna, we gonna do it. That's just me. But yo, in another news, in other news about coaches walling out, Doc Rivers' Twitter, I don't know if he was hacked. He was horny. What the deal was? But I was on Twitter one day and someone said, hey, Doc Rivers is trending. Does anyone know why Doc Rivers is trending? And they said, you don't want to know. So, of course, when you tell the brain, don't, it does. So, of course, I take myself. I mosey on over in the likes. And you know what? Sometimes, when they, like when they tell you in a TikTok, don't look up such and such. And you always look it up and you say to yourself, I should have kept my behind in my own business. I wouldn't have learned this terrible thing. I wouldn't have seen this terrible thing. And I'd be cool. Whoever is controlling Doc Rivers' Twitter, I don't know if it's him. I don't know if he was hacked. Whatever it was. They were in horny mode. I mean, they was in horny mode. I will not repeat the things that they like, but let's, but you know what I'm talking about. It was wild, and I was just like, man, Doc, your likes is public. Can someone tell Doc Rivers his likes are public, and we shouldn't have to see his likes? Like, Twitter, maybe y'all could figure that out where, we, where everybody can't see our likes, so you can't put us on blast for stuff. I'll be liking some stuff that I think is safe, but... That's also me. I'm just saying, maybe, just maybe, we can hide the likes, only show the retweets, and the tweets, and the media. But just saying, because Doc was in the Doc was in the likes, and the cool thing about Doc Rivers' situation is no one said anything about it. There hasn't been a whole bunch. He hasn't came out and said, "Oh, my Twitter was hacked," or "Or oh, this, 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 this happened." None of that. No one said anything. It's not even been acknowledged by him or the organization. I respect that. I totally respect that. That's just like, man, you're talking about, I don't know. That's the approach, and I think it's hilarious. I think that is great. Now, we're off coaches being wild for the week. I don't think anyone else is going to do nothing reckless while I'm recording to change the game. But I do have to talk about this. Again, this is a very sports-heavy day, and I did not expect that to be the thing. I really thought it was going to be more of why I why I have an issue with people believing Kevin McAllister is the little kid version of Batman. I really thought that was going to be the thing because I saw this thing on TikTok. Can Kevin McAllister beat the Predator if he had 24 hours of prep time? And I don't know how people think Kevin McAllister could actually beat the Predator when all this Negro did was swing some paint cans and put some Hot Wheels on the floor. I don't really know how they think that is going to stop a killing machine that Arnold took out with, you know military combat stuff. But again, I feel like this prep time thing is a Batman construction. Because everyone thinks Batman can beat everybody. 
with prep time. Prep time. Batman can't beat everybody. People say, if you give Batman enough prep time, he can beat anybody. Batman can't beat Darth Vader. I don't care how much prep time Batman gets unless he learns the force. With his his martial arts combat skills and that batarang, Vader, force choke. Snap, dead, move on. Just saying he can't beat Darth Vader. I know you're going to say, but he dodged Apocalypse's beam. Oh, not Apocalypse. He dodged the Omega beam from, uh, what's his, whatchamacallit in DC. Okay, so he so he dodged Dark Side's Omega beam one time. Let's not write home about it. Batman still is probably the worst superhero of all of them. I didn't plan this, but I'm just going to say it to some here. Because it was Batman Day recently, and everyone be like, who's your favorite Batman and all this kind of stuff. My favorite Batman is really simple. It was Ben Affleck. Because he was murder bat. We all know Michael Keaton is the, is, is the standard. Christian Bale, boo. Don't tell... Don't tell me you're you're a person, you're a Nolan snob, and you watched all of them Dark Knight movies for Christian Bale. Because you're lying if that's what you're saying. You watched the first one for Liam Neeson as Ra's al Ghul. You watched the second one for Heath Ledger as Joker. And you watched the third one because you had too much time on your hands. And you thought Tom Hardy doing a creepy, hilarious voice was worth the time. Because trust me, that's why I watched all of them. It wasn't for Christian Bell. And it, uh, Batman. That's not why we watched it. But anyway, Batman is the worst superhero. I'm just going to say it out loud and I'll tell you why. It's not because not he didn't have powers. It's not because he's not like Superman or Wonder Woman or The Flash or even the Green Lantern. Green Lantern, at least he can construct stuff, you know what I mean? He he powers up the ring, he can construct stuff. The Red Lanterns are, can construct. The Lanterns can construct things. <clears throat> so, you know, they're space cops. They can fly, you know, and they can fly and all that kind of crap. So they, there's that. Batman is known for beating up your henchmen. Batman is terrible. And this is why I stand on this point. I'm going to say these few things and I'm off of Batman. I'm getting back to something else. Batman will have your henchmen pissing out their kneecap when he get done breaking them off on a, on a Gotham barge somewhere. He will beat them into the ICU. But let the crime boss do something. Gotta call the cops on that one. Like, Batman, look, look, look. I get it. The Dark Knight, the cowless, all that. The look is great. I love the Batman animated series as a kid. Phenomenal, groundbreaking. I, I love Mask of the Phantasm. I love all of that. But let's be real. What has Batman done for Gotham? Robert Pattinson's Batman did more for Gotham by actually helping people than Batman in general. Batman is not here for Gotham. Batman is here to beat up poor people. If you are one of the Riddler's henchmen, you finna get duffed. He gonna swoop down, beat the brakes off you. And here's the cold part about Batman that really irks me. Not that he don't beat up Riddler and him or Joker and him. Not that Joker dog walked him with a crowbar and Mr. I Martial Arts got dog walked with a crowbar. That don't even bother me about Batman. This is what bothers me about Batman. 
Batman will beat the brakes out of your henchmen. Put them in the ICU. Oh, but I don't kill. At some cases, finish the job, dog. Just finish the job. Look at how he's laying up here. That dude will never move again. But because you didn't kill him, you somehow have some moral perpetuity. Stop it, Batman. You're a terrible human being. You're a rich white man who loves beating up on poor henchmen who would just work in to make some extra money to feed their kids in Gotham because it's a, it's a shithole environment and they want something better for their kids. But you over here, also, I'm Batman. Now, mind you, if Penguin was there, you'd beat the brakes out of everyone and walk up to Penguin and be like, you're going to Arkham. Like, wait a minute. Put hands on Penguin too. Nah, Arkham. Joker done, done some of the worst things to people in the comic. And Batman's still like, I gotta turn you in, Joker. I'm gonna take you to Arkham. Even Joker's gotta be like, bro, I didn't, I, we didn't kill your kid, man. We didn't kill your ward. Like, the killing joke, I did. Joker's gotta be like, I did some of the most heinous thing. I drove your best friend insane. I paralyzed his daughter. We, I mean, do like you like rip even Joker even Joker's like bruh, take me out. I'm telling you, there's I'm never gonna stop. There's no rehabilitate. There's a comic, but I forget which one it is offhand, where Joker says, "There's basically there's no rehab for me. I'm only going to get worse." Batman has the opportunity to be the hero Gotham needs, and just you know. End the Joker. But what does Batman do? I can't do that, Joker. You're going to Arkham. But your henchmen, oh, I'm going to break their knees. And y'all over here, but Batman's a hero. Batman is a terrorist. Batman is a terrorist who must be stopped. He only really gets away because he's rich. That's why you make sure you see that man's face. He is the dark knight until that light shines. You see, white, 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 guys, Caucasian. I'm sorry, that was. A, I apologize. No, I don't. Batman is trash. We had to own that. I like some of the movies, but Batman and the characters, trash. But I say all that because I was watching the Tampa Bay New Orleans Saints game on last Sunday, and uh, it's been a lot of talk about. Mike Evans being suspended and was it worth it and was it right and all of those things and the answer is yes it was worth it was right because I don't know Mike Evans personally I don't pretend to know Mike Evans personally but like I talk about Batman being a sucker for beating up on the henchmen and all that kind of stuff and dog walking them dudes and you know leaving them with spinal issues and contusions and hospital bills that they can't pay because they ain't got no money but he served justice. Now, Tom Brady gets involved in a verbal conversation with Marshawn Lattimore. They going back and forth. First thing first, I'm, I, let me break. Let me, I'm going to set the stage for you. We're going to break this thing down, and I'm going to tell you why Mike Evans was a sucker in this situation. 
Marshawn Lattimore and Tom Brady are having it like they walk by Tom. Marshawn says some. Tom says some. They're having a spat. Now, number one, Tom Brady is your quarterback, and you have to defend your quarterback. I'm all for that. I played the game for many years. My quarterback never got nothing without me being right there. That's what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to protect your quarterback. I get you on that. But Leonard Fournette was like, hey, man, watch out. Leonard Fournette did that. But my problem is, now, Tom Brady gets a lot of passes because he's like football Jesus to to white people and some black folks. When, if I really told you my opinion on Tom Brady, it might change you a little bit. But we'll get into that another time. We'll we'll discuss Tom Brady another time like that. But Tom is engaging in the verb in the verbal conversation, you know, with Marshawn Lattimore. So while they going back and forth and they getting heated, Leonard Fournette pushes Marshawn. Hey man, watch out! That's my quarterback. It's done. That's the that's the confrontation. Leonard Fournette and Marshawn Lattimore. That's the confrontation. As it should be. Those two men had the confrontation. Tom Brady got to talk tough and be like, yeah, what? You know, behind Leonard Fournette. Now, Mike Evans is basically on the sideline when he sees Marshawn Lattimore and Leonard Fournette kind of going back and forth. He runs up on Marshawn Lattimore. Here is my problem with him running up on Marshawn Lattimore. Number one, we know you don't like him, so that's fine. That's whatever. Dude couldn't see you coming and you hit him when he wasn't looking. My issue with that is you can't tough guy that when multiple times you've hit this dude when he didn't see it coming. So you don't get to pretend. I mean, you don't get to pretend that you didn't know what was going on. You targeted this cat and you and you made sure you, when you hit him, he didn't see it coming. That's what that's a sucker's behavior, man. That's not cool. I'm not a fan. And I'm not gonna pretend that that is anything we need to celebrate or be like, oh yeah. That's what I want my kids to learn about the game. No, that's a that's sucker behavior. And anyone who co-signs you run up on somebody when they don't see it coming and be like, yeah, that's what you're supposed to do. Sit down. Cause you're wrong. Joy Taylor, when she's talking about you gotta keep your head on the swivel. If I'm fighting dude right here, cause we got the issue, and you come from the and you let me run off the side where I can't see you, I'm fighting this dude. I'm supposed to disengage with a dude who I know wanted with me for someone who was running, who wasn't even involved, who just run at full speed to duff me when I can't see them? Really? Really? So I can tell when some of y'all be talking, you ain't never been in no fight. I'm never going to take my eyes off the dude in front of me. But only a sucker's going to hit me where I can't see him. I'm glad he got the games. It should have been more than one. He should have got two games, bottom line. And I say he should have got two games because what he did was cowardly. What he did was disrespectful. What he did was sucker. That was a sucker-ass move, and it needs to be called out. I don't like it. I'm against it, and it shouldn't happen. I believe in hitting the man square up in the face. If we got an issue, I put my hands on you. I want you. You got to, You gonna see it's me. I'm not gonna run up on you. Knock you out, me proud. 
ain't gonna do all that. That's not what we're talking about. I we're not, I'm not talking about you running to hit some like someone was coming to some Tom on the side and you saw it coming and you full speed, old boy, and you gave him the business before they duff Leonard or they duff Tom because they didn't see it coming. Then you my guy. I respect you because you made sure what no one caught not looking. But you can't be the person running upon a person who don't see you coming and be talking tough. That's not how it works. That's a sucker punch. It's a sucker shot. Gotta stop that. They shouldn't know you're coming unless they was going to attack somebody else who didn't see it coming. Then all bets is off. Then all bets is off. Just throwing out that caveat. But outside of that, no, nah, that was it. So that's that was a sucker move. He got his game suspension. I thought it should be too, because it was a repeat offender. But you know, teach his own. Not gonna trip. And movie news. I saw the uh, trailer for M Night Shyamalan's new movie. First thing I was like, wow, they still giving bro bread in theaters? Like, they still giving that man. M. Night Shyamalan, I'm not going to hold you. He is still living off that six cents hype that he earned greatly. He really is. Because Split was an excellent film. I like Split. Now, the Super Friends film he put together with all three of them... I wasn't a fan because I felt like it could have been better. We could have had a better ending. I understood that, you know, basically the Justice the Justice Society show coming together that we're here to end these superpowered beings. You know, he had a good run. He had success. He had Unbreakable. Then he took a minute and then he, and he got, you know, split. So... M. Night's done some good films. Now, this one is called Knock at the Cabin. I'll be real with you. It looks impressive. The pacing, this this from the first trailer I saw. The pacing, the casting. Casting Dave Bautista to be the sympathetic monster is like chef's kiss. Because he, he, he can deliver this raspy concern, but also in that raspy concern when he speaks, he delivers dread on top of that. So you feel the tension and you can feel that he feels he feels bad for what he has to do, but he's going to do it and it's going to hurt. Like, I just think that right there, that's amazing. I think it's going to be good. I hope that it's good. I'm here for it to be good. It needs to be good. I say all those goods because I really want that for this film. I really think it's a good look, and I can't wait to watch it in person, in theaters, like we all should. Now, this is the last story I got. It's a bit more serious. is why I wanted to save it for last. Um, It's... It's not something I really am shocked about with what I do, but at the same time, it's something that is becoming prevalent in the society. We've had here in Southern California between uh, 
the seasons between Los Angeles and San Bernardino County. We've got a lot of young folks who are overdosing on drugs that are laced with fentanyl. Uh, just recently, about a week or so back, we had two young girls who overdosed on fentanyl at a Los Angeles high school. One girl OD'd and passed away. The other girl was able to be saved and revived. Um, and so people were kind of like, well, what do you do and how do we fix the problem? And then you turn on TikTok and you got fools cooking chicken and NyQuil and they call it a sleepy chicken. And the FDA having to come out and tell kids, hey guys, don't cook your chicken in, you know, NyQuil cold medicine because when you heat up, the t- when you heat up drugs to a certain temperature, they emit odors and smells and they can mess you up, which is very true. You have to cook drugs at high levels to create other drugs, right? So I I don't know where we're at in society with this yet. Some people might be shocked, but I work around kids on a regular basis. I was around when they was drinking NyQuil with their Sprite because they couldn't get lean. I was there when it was huffing duster, and I had a kid who huffed so much lemon pledge, it seeped out of his pores. Like, I was here for those things. And now, with the uh, fentanyl overdoses, LA Unified School District is going to start providing Narcan for all K-12 schools to combat, you know, overdoses. And I get it. I'm all for you having every life-saving measure for these kids in place because they deserve it and they need it. But we got to get to the crux of the issue. Why are these kids taking drugs? Why are young men and women, 15 and 16 years old, in these streets doing drugs and doing these type of dangerous drugs? I know you'll say, well, why not just smoke weed? I'm not even saying that. You got to be careful where you get your weed from because somebody might lace your stuff. At least, you know, you buy from the dispensaries and you know what's in it. But just there's too much of a risk and not enough reward in return. And I say that because if your child, I'm just going to give you a timeline for those with kids. If your kid is doing drugs and they old in by 15 and 16, What that means is they've been doing drugs for at least three and a half, four years. They've been doing it enough to to believe they developed a tolerance and that they know how much they can take before they can't take anymore. And they believe that they've reached that limit. And I understand in the school district, nobody wants to blame the parents because to blame the parents means that they did something wrong. And, you know, we can't have the parents think that, that they did anything wrong because you know, their parents, but I'm just going to be real with you. They did something wrong. They dropped the ball, and that's okay that they dropped the ball. You have the opportunity now to fix it, right? You have the opportunity now to be better. Like, I mean, I've seen kids deal with, you know, who've OD'd. It's not cool. It's not fun. Like, and you now telling teachers to be underpaid, over, you know, uh, classroom stuff to the gills, all this stuff, and then you're telling them, but wait, 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 
We're going to add another thing on your plate. Once these kids start ODing and dropping, you got to hit them with the Narcan to keep them alive. Like, I just don't understand how that is a plausible and believable way of looking at this. This isn't popular, what I'm about to say. This isn't uh, wanting to be heard, I'm about to say. But what happened to putting the onus of parenting back on the parents? There are so many things that get lost in lack by these parents pushing everything off on the school district. Like, okay, I work in the school district. Or at a high school, we have football games. The I'll be real with you. The last people to get picked up from football games is probably no, not even probably. It's definitely the kids from ASB and the kids from Cadet Corps. Now, if the kids from like Cadet, the kids from ASB parents show up on a on a quick one, Cadet Corps or you know, baby ROTC, however you want to look at it, Cadet Corps. Like you have these, you and you have these young ladies out here. Till nine, ten, ten thirty at night, waiting for somebody to come pick them up. And for me, I'm just being as honest as humanly possible. I don't think that's right that you out here leave your kid. I think you should figure it out. I think you know I'm imploring all the parents to you know talk to your kids, pay attention to your kids. I despise hearing the logic of. Oh, I didn't know they were on anything. I would have never known. I could have never guessed you didn't because you didn't want to know. You didn't want to pay attention to find out because they told you what they on. They've shown you their in their behavior that they are taking these drugs to alter their minds and their bodies and their uh, physical souls. It just needs to stop. I feel for the young kids. I do. And at the, at the same time, we got to figure out something, man. Something's got to get better. Something's got to change. If you want these kids here, man, something's got to change. But, yo, I told you it was going to be a short one. That's all I got. Now, we will deep dive into this Kevin McAllister versus the Predator thing. Also, I got one about... The street shark versus the street shark versus the ninja turtles, but that's another episode, another time. Yo, I've been your boy BT. We are broadcasting live over there. Y'all know the game. Y'all know what it is. I will holler at you when the next episode drops. Y'all take care. <laughs>